Bulls are trying to push things higher into the last 10 minutes here, but still a long ways to go. That being said, it hasn't been all negative today. In fact, some of the retail stocks that reported earnings are doing all right. So let's go there and end on a positive note with Seth Basham joining us from Webbush Securities, Managing Director of Equity Research. Seth, uh, thanks for being here this afternoon. want to ha have you clear up a couple things for us because uh, there's a little optimism uh, in AutoZone, a little optimism in some of the retail brick and mortar that reported. Particularly AutoZone is interesting. Uh, what's going on here? Because it was just a month ago the stock was making new highs. Yeah, well, the stock has come under pressure in recent weeks, particularly last week on the back of Walmart's news, given the fact that they share the same core low-end or low-income consumer as their customers. Uh, the Walmart customer is doing a lot of different things than the AutoZone customer is the bottom line, because AutoZone, uh, while having exposure to this customer, also is dealing in a category that is mostly non-discretionary. Uh, guys have to get their cars fixed in order to get to work, and that's helping continue to drive sales for AutoZone. Uh, they're passing along cost increases into price. At the same time, they have a really fast growing commercial business, which is helping uh, to drive positive comparable store sales growth. Okay, so their uh, comp sales are positive. I saw that really stood out next to advanced auto parts. We noticed that this morning that company's uh, comp sales were very muted, like basis points. Is AutoZone taking business from competition? Uh, because we are seeing some of the broader car data start to slow alongside housing like a tiny, tiny bit if you look at used cars. Yes, certainly. AutoZone has taken share both on the DIY and commercial side for the last couple of years. Uh, they've made significant strides on the DIY side in, in improving the value proposition, invested in price at the outset of the pandemic to go against the mass players like Walmart. And on the commercial side, they're investing in availability of inventory to drive selection and drive sales. So those are two good news stories, and I think they're going to continue. And they're going to take share not just from the likes of Walmart, uh, but also from warehouse distributors, commercial side, and to a lesser extent, the likes of advanced auto parts. Okay, so uh, as uh, uh, AutoZone firms up here a little bit, um, O'Reilly, one of the other competitors that just made highs coming into this month, uh, still uh, trades that might have a little juice left to squeeze out of them? Possibly. Uh, we favor AutoZone and Advance over O'Reilly. Okay. O'Reilly's more expensive from a valuation multiple standpoint and doesn't have quite as much growth. Uh, so uh, we like AutoZone uh, over O'Reilly, but they're all benefiting from the same trends. It's a rational industry, and there's still reason to believe that's going to grow faster than historical averages this year. Okay. All right. There it is. Uh, how about uh, the Petco bounce? I mean, you've talked to us about this business before as uh, being kind of a decent alternative to the expensive uh, Chewy that uh, had the big COVID boom. Seems like a little hope, but the stock had a nice turnaround. It was down at 13 bucks earlier, ending up about 3.5% right now, uh, but uh, still got caught up in the downdraft the last week. Uh, what's the plan here for Petco going forward? Sure. Expectations gotten low enough that uh, they did better than them. Uh, that's the simple message. The pet industry is one that's less discretionary than most retail sectors as well. Uh, for Petco specifically, they have about 45% uh, of their sales, which is in consumables, pet food primarily. The rest of their business is in supplies and services, which are a little bit more discretionary in nature. The relative to other retail sectors I cover, such as consumer electronics, it's pretty non-discretionary. Got to feed your pets, and that's helping boost 
Petco sales. But the key story for them relative to Chewy is that uh, they're doing a great job with premiumization. They're doing a great job with their in-store services and their in-store selection and really giving that customer reason to come to uh, Petco and not go to Chewy. Uh, the value proposition is so much stronger. They're adding more customers than Chewy is. Comp sales, 5%. Um, uh, obviously, they got a little bit of that COVID boom with all the pet adoption, but uh, all positive numbers still. And uh, to your point, it seems like if you're looking for like a value pet play, you know, we're seeing stocks uh, in this kind of new e-commerce trade just get pummeled week after week. So maybe Chewy a little bit of a riskier move. You think Petco could go to what, 25 bucks? Am I reading that right? Yeah, that's uh, about where our price target is. Uh, we think there's a long runway here. The company has great expansion plans, particularly as it relates to its veterinarian hospitals in its stores. They only have about 70 right now on their way to 200. Uh, and that's a good news story because it drives traffic, drives sales, uh, drives loyalty. And that's the key for this industry. Okay, beautiful. There it is. Case closed. Value trade for pets. Thanks, Seth. Always appreciate the update on your views. You bet. Seth Basham joins us from Wedbush.